Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please be sure to search for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we're available on AmericaOutloud.news, which has thousands of podcasts and articles updated daily. We always appreciate it when you share those on social media. Hope you're all having a great week. It's definitely lovely here in the uh, great state of Illinois. Uh, the weather is improving in my location uh, up to 60 degrees. Uh, Rob, how is it there in New York City? Are you guys getting a nice little boost of warmth after a cold January? Nope, we're not. It's uh, today, I think it no? was or tonight, it's like it's 40 degrees. Earlier today, it was in the 30s, so no. <laughs> it's still cold, and I'm okay with it. I'm not ready for spring or summer just yet. Okay, yeah, so it seems like uh, the springs have been coming earlier and earlier. What's been happening here in Illinois is it just pretty much goes from, like, winter, and then you'll get, like, a couple weeks of spring weather, and then it just goes straight to summer where it gets blazing hot. Seems to be the pattern as of late. Nonetheless, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, besides the weather, that's for sure. Uh, Nikki Haley, she is on the campaign trail. She's saying that even after she loses um, in South Carolina and on Super Tuesday, she's staying in this race. She's not going anywhere, which makes no sense because mathematically at a certain point, she's going to have no chance of winning. Uh, I don't even know if you're eliminated from the race mathematically. Can you even stay in it? But Nikki Haley is going to try. She's going to test this out, I guess. It's just really sad what we've seen from Nikki Haley. She's completely sold out and uh, is no better than a Democrat on a lot of these issues, Rob. It seems to me that the only reason she's staying in this race is she must be hoping that President Trump goes to jail. Uh, so even if something were to happen to President Trump, people would have a lot of problems swallowing their pride in voting for Nikki Haley. I would hope that uh, Republicans would shift another direction because Nikki Haley, she's done for uh, as far as I'm concerned. How are you doing tonight, Rob? Andrew, I'm doing good. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. I agree with you uh, with Nikki Haley. She, it's, it's, it's over. There's nothing more for her to do I know that she's waiting, hoping, praying that Trump is found guilty and that people won't vote for him or that they haul him off to jail, they being Biden's Department of Justice. And I'm hearing, Andrew, that he's behind closed doors. He's screaming it or Jill is screaming it or Barack Obama. They're definitely trying to urge these district of attorneys, these judges, to throw Trump in jail. And we see this in real time. It's not something that is being hidden. They're openly trying to put him in jail, trying to destroy him. And I'm just wondering, when is a law official, officer, is going to stand up and say, enough is enough, what you guys are doing is wrong. You're destroying democracy. You're destroying our our, our legal system. And But no one has done it. I mean, this is what happened, Andrew, during the civil rights era. The Supreme Court stepped in and said, what you guys are doing is that you're depriving black people of their rights, and it can't happen. 
We need one of those moments right now because the Democrats are destroying democracy. They are destroying our legal system. They're destroying the country. And for Nikki Haley to sit there and to provide them with more fuel by saying the jurors, the, uh, the jurors got it right uh, the, in the E. Jean Carroll situation. The judge got it right with trying to take away Trump's massive real estate fortune. A judge who has it in for Trump along with the attorney general. And for her to keep putting fuel to the fire, knowing that it's wrong, what, what's happening here, I, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't know what her end game is. She gave a presser the other day, and she comes out saying, I know a lot of you, a lot of you thought or thinking that I'm going to step out, but I'm not. I'm in this for the long haul. She's in it for the long haul because never Trumpers and Democrats and some other individuals have told her, you stay in because we're going to lock him up. And we need for you to be there when we lock him up. But I will submit to you that I will never, ever vote for her. This would be the time that we need to write in Ron DeSantis. Nikki Haley is not a Republican. Nikki Haley is anything. She's not even a Democrat. She's just a foiler. She wants to make money. This is a quintessential example of a person who just wants to make money. Nikki Haley joined the Trump administration flat out broke. She left it with money, writing books. When she, and then when she did leave, she joined all of these quiet as is kept. The media won't tell you this. She joined all of these boards of Fortune 500 companies speaking. They won't tell you that. You'd be hard-pressed to see anyone says that. You know why they're not saying it? Because they want to wait. They want to wait to the right time for them to come out and attack her and say, wait a minute, the only thing you do is just get rich. Does she actually think that she has a viable path? Well, she does have a path, Andrew, if they're successful in locking Trump up. But even with that, I will still vote for it. I will, I will vote for him unless he steps out of the race and says, I'm not going to do this anymore. But he has my vote. And I hope many of you will stick with him. This is a fight to save our democracy. I'm sure our listeners have recognized it, but there are many others who have not recognized it. They don't see it. They're thinking that this is about Trump. This is not about Trump. This is about our democracy. This is about our vote. This is about our rights. And they have politicized everything that's out there. They've made everything out there. They've just torn down every institution. And we saw how they were tearing down the Supreme Court when Trump started to nominate individuals for the court. Now look at how they have just damaged everyone there. So that if the courts were to step in, of course, they're going to come out and say, see that? This is Trump's court. Trump did this. No, Trump didn't do this. The Democrats did this by tearing down every institution. They tore down our police, the law enforcement. They're demonizing our representatives, the Senate, they're demonizing the presidency as if though they're the only ones who could run the country. And then Nikki Haley is giving them more fuel to it. Both Biden and Trump, they're both old. They bring chaos. And we as Republicans, we need to step away from this whole rhetoric of, yes, they're old. We got to step away from it. And we've spoken about this on the show before, Andrew. Do we really want someone who's young and inexperienced? 
I mean, being young has its place, but we want someone with experience, someone who knows what they're doing, someone who can navigate through the mess that the Democrats have put us in the past couple of years. We need a steady hand. We need someone who will stand up. And we saw that our adversaries respected Trump. They're not going to respect Democrats. Look at what Putin did with the guy when he killed him. And now they want to blame Trump for that. Well, this is what I say. Someone sent me an email, Andrew. And they were saying, what do you think about Trump's comments about the guy that was killed? I can't pronounce his name, Valdi or whatever. And I said, well, Biden had said in 2022 that Putin would make a grave mistake if he were to kill this guy. And then the guy, they then came out and said that the guy made statements about Trump saying that Trump, it would be dangerous if he uh, were to become president again. Well, my response to all that was that, well, he betted on the wrong man. He betted on Biden, thinking that Biden was going to save him. Biden didn't save him. He got killed under Biden. Do you think that would have happened under Trump? Absolutely not. Because Putin believed Trump was a man of his word. Now, I know Putin is coming out saying now, oh, we want to work with uh, Biden because we think that he, you know, he understands things. Trump is too unstable. The same talking points of the Democrats, and no one wants to point this out, the same talking points of Nikki Haley. She's saying the exact same thing. When she gave her presser and Andrew, and she started going line by line with what the Democrat was saying, line by line, saying that Trump is old and we don't need this and he's going to bring chaos and he forgets my name, he forgets who I am. It was like, that was one mistake, Nikki. Are you serious? And the media won't call it out. They won't say okay, he called you Nancy Pelosi, but look at everything else that he's done. And there are other individuals who are a lot older than Biden or at Biden's age who have all their acumen. I look back at, what's his name? Uh, uh, Warren Buffett. No one says anything about his age. It's like, oh, he's okay. He is not exhibiting cognitively challenged skill sets. Joe Biden is. Trump isn't exhibiting it either. Every time Joe Biden comes out, he's stumbling, he's pausing, he can't put two sentences together. And for Nikki Haley to try to draw parallels between Trump and Biden is disgraceful. She doesn't, she's behaving as though she doesn't want the Republican Party to win. And Andrew, I, I'm beginning to wonder if Republicans that are supporting her actually want Republicans to lose. Because if Trump were to step down, does she actually think that people are going to automatically vote for her, knowing that she shares a lot of the ideology of the left? And it just goes back to earlier on when people were saying that Trump should pick her as vice president after he defeated her in Iowa. And you and I were always against it. And even before Iowa, they were saying, well, you know, Nikki and Trump, they're going to make up and he should choose her as a VP because that would help get the women vote. And I was always against it. And I'm like, but why? The fact that she decided to run against him after saying that she wasn't going to run. And then when she decided to run, some of the hateful things that she was saying, again, a lot of the Democrat talking points, I'm like, there's no way. And then you had people, and these were conservatives who were saying, well, you know, they'll forget it. You know, campaigns are brutal. They'll forget that, and they'll come together to unify the party. I'm like, but what she's saying is a bit 
too deep. She's cutting too deep. Well, Trump, he'll forgive her. You know, Trump, he, he, he's always says that you can, he, you're welcome on the campaign. You're welcome on the Trump trade, right? You're welcome. But I'm, I'm thinking he would keep her at a distance. Don't think he would want her as vice president because she would be working for herself. Once the media started attacking Trump or the Democrats, she would be on board. And I could see that. I could see her being the vice president who's not compliant. And they would love it. Trump would say one thing. Well, I don't agree with him because of this and because of that, because blah, 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 blah. And I know this, but I have to be true to, to the country. He cannot and will not pick her. She's toxic. Nikki is toxic. And Andrew, did you see when she came out and she was giving her speech in South Carolina? And she started crying, talking about her husband. I thought, are you serious? We don't need a leader yeah, who's going to share tears. Yeah, it's just showed weakness. Every stereotype of a woman was just met there. And if she cared about him so much, why did she cheat on him so many times? I mean, you'd have to ask that question as well. Uh, certainly, this is a morally bankrupt woman. And I don't know about you, Rob, but I just don't believe these polls that she keeps posting from Quinpac that shows that she stands a better chance at beating Trump that or at beating Joe Biden than Trump does. That doesn't even make any sense because if Nikki Haley was the candidate, if Trump was taken out somehow, she would need Trump's MAGA base. And uh, I think there's a lot of his base that she would have a hard time getting with her recent actions. I don't think she would bring out the same crowd uh, that President Trump. I'm very confident of that. It wouldn't happen. And like you said, she's morally bankrupt. And no one will say anything about the affairs. With Trump, they'll talk about it day in and day out. But they'll try to give her a pass because she's a woman. No, no, you don't get a pass. Like I said... If you're going to step into that ring, you don't get a pass. The same way we're not giving Kamala Harris a pass, who launched her career on her back. You don't get a pass. The same thing with Fannie Willis, who was on her back when she selected the head prosecutor in the Georgia case. You know, women want to run out and say, oh, well, you can't talk about that because if it was a man, right. If it was a man, you would be talking about it. She's a woman, and we're going to talk about it. Plain and simple. We're going to talk about it. Going to what you were saying as far as her being able to attract Trump's base, there is no way unless Trump were to come out and say, let's come together and let's support her. But I doubt he would say it. I think he would probably refer to someone else. I think he would throw his support behind someone else, but not Nikki Haley. So whoever is advising her, these never Trumpers, these deep pocket, like the Koch brothers, oh, they could care less. They're just thinking, well, if she gets in, she'll give us all these little pluses and minuses. She'll give us a lot of you know, what we want. You see, that's what we don't want. We need a candidate, a president, who is independent of people's deep pockets. That's what we need. And then she's coming out saying, well, all the money that he's raising, we're just helping him pay off his bills. Well, there shouldn't be any bills. He shouldn't have any attorney fees. This is all cooked up by the left. And you would think that they would want to do it because we say, hey, this is going to be our candidate. We need to make certain that he is positioned to fight against the left. All hands on deck, all money. We need all the money we can to defeat them. And because they know that he's able, Andrew, to bankroll his own campaign, what better way to stop him? 
to, to put him into all these frivolous lawsuits with these exorbitant fines. $83 million to E. Jean Carroll. Carroll. Almost a half a billion for Letitia James. And you have no one who's going to call that out. The least Nikki could do is say, this is wrong. I might not agree with him on policies. I might not agree with him for running. But I'm not going to sit here and think, and for you guys to think that this is right because it's wrong. She can't even say that. All of them should be out saying this is wrong. And that's the reason why the Democrats are getting away with this, because no one will stand up and call them out. And if Nikki is sincere, you would think that she would call them out. She would say, this is wrong. This judge is crazy. This has never been done before. But see, she won't do it, Andrew. You know why? Because she's hoping that Trump is neutered by this. She's hoping that they could cap him at the knee and that he won't be able to continue. She's hoping this. And so many, Andrew, and I hate to say it, on the right are hoping the exact same thing, that this will be the way they stop Trump and that Nikki can ascell to the top. But I'm here to tell you, I will not support Nikki Haley. Very well said. You guys are tuned into After Dark with Rob and Andrew, which is available Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Rob and Andrew. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Lean, pure, with premium ingredients, Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop. And it's a perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion, and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global Healing giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our Redox-based products tap into reserves within you to power your personal well-being. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. We are back here on After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel. And we're just picking up on our discussion from the first half of the show about Nikki Haley and how much of a disappointment she's really turned out to be. Many people saw this coming. Uh, seemed like kind of a neocon in the past. Uh, the Black Lives Matter comments were certainly a red flag. Uh, people posted an old clip where she says that Hillary Clinton was her idol 
getting into politics. So certainly a lot of things have made you scratch your head about Nikki Haley in the past, but nothing like this campaign where she's really showing her true colors, selling out, taking all the money she can get, using all the Democrat talking points, attacking President Trump as if she were Joe Biden himself. Uh, it's just been really pathetic to watch. And then, of course, a lot of her blunders, like not mentioning slavery was a part of the Civil War. Uh, some of the other things, uh, her pathetic debate performances where she would get called out by Vivek and Ron DeSantis and just stutter and use, once again, Democrat talking points in response. Uh, the MAGA base is completely against Nikki Haley, and I think she's pretty much unelectable at this point because we've seen it with these rhino Republicans. There's just not enough support for them. You look at Liz Cheney. Uh, she got like, what, 30% of the vote. Adam Kinzinger quit before the election even took place because he knew what was going to happen. Uh, we see this Gallagher guy doing the same thing after some of his horrendous vote. Uh, the American people are sick and tired of it. They support President Trump, and the Republican Party is Trump's party, and these old rhinos just do not like it, and people like Nikki Haley are trying to grasp of something for the past that's just not there anymore. People do not support uh, these old neocon rhino politicians anymore. President Trump has woken people up and we're not going back. Rob, what are your thoughts on what we've been seeing from Nikki Haley uh, and what I just said and Vivek calling her out at the debates? That was good stuff. Well, you know, when you look back on it, a lot of people tried to chastise him for calling her out. You know, they wanted to try to play the gender card, but they were they were careful with it. But she allowed people to attack him when he came out and just spoke the truth about her. Now, you can go back and pull the tapes and listen to some of our podcast. And you and I, we always said that him, a lot of people say that he was hot. He came out too strong. We never uh, agreed with that. Our whole thing was, this is what you have to do. If you're running, you want to sh show the differences between you and the other and your opponent. Now, I am not a fan of debates because I think it's much so of, you know, attack this person, let's fight. I think that if you want to know my positions, you come to my town hall and you hear my positions. Why do I need to debate my positions with another of my with my opponent? Because you're not going to change my belief. I'm certainly not going to change his. So why do it other than having that discourse? And that's what a debate is for. It's called a debate because you want to go backwards and forward. But when you're running for the highest office of the land, I don't see that that's necessary. You stand on your own record. I don't need to debate you because you're not going to convince me and I'm not going to convince you. So when he called her out and said just like she's only in it for the money, you look at how she has styled her, styled her life with the things that she's done, her jobs. And remember, she came out and she said calling him a scum. I mean, she was really, she really attacked him. And I felt this is just beyond the pale. And then when Chris Christie came out and tried to pile on by Beck, she stood there quietly watching it happen because she knew what, what Beck had said was truth. We need to put Beck back out there. Trump needs to, I don't know where he is, but he needs to be back out there. Maybe he's in South Carolina and he's talking to the people there. But Nikki Haley, she's not the person who we think she is. Now, we commended her and we said that she did a great job as the ambassador, UN ambassador. But if you recall, she was only there for one year. And then she left to the private sector because she wanted to make money. She used that position 
to get on boards. And that's where she started making money. And she's even said that she's a breadwinner and her husband isn't. And I guess I was in between the time she was having affairs on her husband. And we have to bring all this up because if it were a man, we would do the same thing. We said the same thing about Trump. So don't be at all shocked. And this, this happens in politics. We need to be able to have these conversations. And that's not to say that by having an affair that is going to keep her from being able to lead. I think that there are other things that will keep her from being able to lead. And I think the fact that she's dishonest. And we called that from day one when she said she was going to run. We called it out on Ron DeSantis and Nikki Hill. And because they were dishonest, I never liked either one of them. And I felt that Trump should stay, should stay clear as far as putting them on the ticket as VP because they were dishonest. As far as him, them being in his cabinet, I'm like, okay, fine, but not the VP. Because you have to also realize that Trump can only serve one term. Unless they change the Constitution and says, okay, you can save, and you would have to have uh, so many votes by the Senate and the House of Representatives. But whoever Trump picks as the VP, that person will more than likely, or won't more than likely, but that person decides to run, will be in a position to run in 2028. So when I hear the likes of Ron DeSantis saying, oh, I don't want the second spot with Trump because I'm looking at 2028, I'm like, but dude, you would be in a lot better shape if you were to take that second slot. Because you're right there next to power and you're right there in office because Trump can't run again. But then, too, he's from Florida and you can't have the vice president and the president from Florida unless you give up some of the votes. They would have to give up the votes, the electoral votes in Florida, which to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But that being said, going back to Nikki uh, and Mike Beck, he called her out in every debate because he was trying to show folks who she really was. She didn't like it because none of the others would go after her the way he could. They're both Indians, Indian Americans. And I think that made her a bit uncomfortable knowing that, hey, here is a Indian American who's coming after me and no one else is supporting me. But like I said, Chris Christie did come out and try to soften the blows that by Beck was, you know, leveling against her. And then some of the others tried to pile on. But she's just she's not the person we thought she was. She's disloyal and she's not honest. And the fact that she decided to run after telling Trump that she wasn't going to run. And you guys got to also remember, uh, after Jan 6, she came out and said a lot of stuff that she shouldn't have said because she wasn't aware of everything. And that put some friction between she, she and Trump. And she had to go to Mar-a-Lago and apologize. So fast forward now, she's saying, oh, I am not going to kiss the ring of Donald Trump. Well, no one said anything about kissing the ring. But if you really want to be honest, what did you do when you went to Mar-a-Lago? after Jan 6 to make up because you misspoke. You didn't know what you were saying. So there's like a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that's here that again, the media won't report on because they're hoping that you forgot. And it's our job here on After Dark with Robin Andrew to put this forward. You got to also realize that when she left South Carolina as governor, she wasn't very popular. A lot of people didn't like her because of some of the decisions she made. Now, she will come back and she'll say, oh, well, no, they didn't like me because they wanted to like run money through the, uh, through the Capitol and I tried to stop them. No, it was a little bit more than that. She wasn't honest to the people. She wasn't honest to her constituency. She wasn't honest to the Republicans there. And that's the reason why Trump is staged to get a lot of the votes in South Carolina. I mean, I'm hearing like 63% of the votes and she's at 30. And I wish really that he would get all of the votes, let's say 90 and leave her with 10, because she has to be defeated so resoundingly that it's almost an embarrassment. Now, in my opinion, she has pretty much killed her political career, but I'm sure someone in the media will try to resurrect her. CNN, 
PMSNBC, they'll try to try to get her as a commentator during the election. I wouldn't even be surprised if they tried to do it during the election so that she could, you know, uh, take jabs at Trump. But something that you had said during the first block, Andrew, and I think that is true, is that I wouldn't at all be surprised if she decides to run on the no party label. And if she were to do it, she knows that, in essence, she is handing over the, the, the election to the Democrats if she decided to run on that label. And I'm sure they're having discussions about her doing it. I'm sure she's contemplating it. And she's probably doing it thinking that I could win, either that she could win or she does not care if the Democrats come back in. And that's what a lot of Republicans, that's how they viewed it in 2020, Andrew. It was, well, it'll only be four years. It won't be that bad. Let's just go ahead and let put all support behind Joe Biden because we don't want Trump. The person who loves America, wants to make America great again. I don't understand the hate and the dislike other than the tweets. And he's not hes not on Twitter. Now, I too wish sometimes, and we've said this before, that some of the comments he makes, he wouldn't make them like calling her bird brain. I'm like, come on, <laughs> stop. We got to get more voters. We got to get, just ignore her. Just completely ignore her and no one will talk about her. She's not worth wasting precious energy on talking about. But people, for some reason, people, that, that gets to them. And of course, the media will play that up nonstop. They'll keep talking about it. Look at what he said. Look at what he said. This is how he's going to be. And then the whole thing with them saying that he's going to be a dictator. Is she going along with that? Well, you know, Trump, he's going to go after his enemies. Well, no, he's going to make certain that the law is followed. You might say he's going after his enemies. No, he's making certain that the law has been followed. And that anyone who lied will be held accountable. But see, Nikki doesn't care about that. And that's the reason why I believe, Andrew, that... She's looking at this just for political gain so that she can get a lot further wherever she's trying to go, go, because she's not going to become president. That's, not, that's just not going to happen. But in, and, and continue to stay in this race, the collateral damage, the damage that she's doing to the party. I mean, Republicans just don't get it. And that's the reason why not only getting Trump in office, we've also got to make certain that we have representatives and senators that will stand with him as opposed to try to go against him. Or, well, we'll let him get in there, but then we'll try to control him and tell him what to do, which is what they tried to do in 2016. Many people who got in this cabinet thought, well, we'll control Trump. We'll do this. No, you can't control Trump. But see, that's what they thought. And even now they're thinking, I'm thinking that they're probably looking at this and saying, well, if he doesn't get it, that's okay. We'll keep her in as a foil. Like she said, I'm not going anywhere. So she has deep pockets that's funding her. Just imagine how that money could be going toward other Republican candidates. Okay, if you don't want to give it to Trump, give it to other Republican candidates so that we can defeat the Democrats. Their whole thing is to destroy America, to destroy our way of life. Is that what you want? You're going to give all your money to her, and it's just you're wasting the money. And then she comes out, oh, well, Trump, he's the only thing he's doing is just paying off all his legal bills, his legal fees. It's like, well, Nikki, why don't you get out? Even fake news CNN and PMS NBC, they want her to stay in. And just to address the what you were saying about the polls, I don't buy polls at all because now they're saying, oh, well, Biden, he's beating Trump by 4%. Do 
Well, just last week, you guys were saying that Trump was far ahead of him. So how could the Quinnipiac poll change so quickly? Well, it probably did because of the way they were questioning them. Because they were saying that they feel that Biden, they'll vote for him, but that Trump, I think it's 76% felt that Trump was more mentally and physically stable. Why isn't there more of an issue about Joe's mental capacity? Now, we know that the left isn't going to do it, Andrew. Yeah. But you would think that the right would. You would think that they would raise that up all the time, constantly talk about it, because that would also help Trump. I mean, they did it when Trump was in office. They kept talking about the 25th Amendment, how he's uh, alone by himself, and he's you know brooding, and he's mad. But they won't say it about Trump when we see with our very own eyes, as Kamala would say, that the man is struggling. And then for Nikki to come out and say, well, you know, Trump, he's struggling also. They're two old men. It's like, are, is she not even thinking? And this is where we need Republicans to come in and just say, we're going to unleash holy hell on her. Because she needs to step down. Every politician just about in South Carolina, at the local, state, and federal level, they're supporting Trump. And then she's attacking them. So what does she hope to gain? You're not going to get it. So why not step out? Clearly, they're, the people that are supporting her, they want her there as a puppet. And she knows it. So how can she be trusted when she can't make the right decision to step aside so that the party won't suffer? If you can't do that, then why should we trust you as president? I mean, if you want to run, run in 2028, you're still a young woman. Why would you cause all of this friction in the party? Why would you cause people to doubt what they're doing, their vote? Why? No one is asking her that. She's still doing town halls. I mean, I understand that, you know, you want to make sure that all the voices are heard, like with Robert F. Kennedy. But it's like, but Nikki, you don't have a path. Okay. And if you're going to have a town hall. If you want to run, why are you constantly attacking Trump? Why are you using the Democrats' talking points to attack him? If you're going to run, run and talk about your platform, not about attacking Trump. But they won't call her on it. They continue to allow her to do it. Damaging our candidate, Trump. It's ridiculous. But she doesn't care because she's just in it for herself. I don't care about your husband, who's a medic. He's on the other side of the world. And I would, okay, then he should be, you should be there with him. Why aren't you guys together? Is this like another Bill and Hillary Clinton type arrangement, marriage arrangement, whereby he's in one area and you're in the other area? Because that's certainly what it looks like, Andrew. That's certainly what it looks like. But you can't tell her anything. She feels as if though that she should be running. And it's just, it's going to backfire. I think her political career is over, and rightfully so, because of the damage, Andrew, that she's causing. Indeed, she has caused a lot of damage. There's a lot of foils in this 2024 election. Uh, you've got Bobby Kennedy running. Who knows if that'll take more votes from Biden or 
uh, President Trump. Be interesting to see how that goes. You've got Joe Manchin talking about running still. Um, the election's just nine months away, and we've got a lot of uncertainty still, and uh, it's going to be crazy to see how this year unfolds. We're going to pick up on that more in the third half of the show. You guys are tuned into After Dark. If you're looking for a great product, try Healthy Cell. Healthy Vitamins, health, healthy cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. You can absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. You can go to HealthyCell.com or AmericaOutloud.shop and check out the great products and save with the promo code out loud so yeah we highly recommend you check out healthy cell great products uh, from immune super boost um, rim sleep so many things if you're looking to sleep better focus deeper stay younger longer check out healthy cell we'll be back with more after dark with robin andrew now george washington once encouraged us to animate and encourage each other and show the whole world that a free man contending for liberty on his own ground is superior to any slavish mercenary on earth. That's exactly what we do, as you'll see when you visit AmericaOutloud.news. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio liberty and justice for all. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD loud we are back here on after dark with robin andrew winding down with the third half of the show and uh gonna pick up where i left off in the second half uh, with talking about some of the dark horses in the race some of the uncertainty i know joe manchin uh said something the other day about he's considering 
uh, talking to Mitt Romney about maybe the two of them coming up with a presidential run. Uh, you've got Nikki Haley, who just won't drop out. Could she always end up uh, deciding to be a third party candidate? I mean, like I said, she's almost mathematically going to be eliminated after Super Tuesday, if not be eliminated. And she's acting like she's going to stay in the race. So uh, maybe she's got a plan to try and be a third party candidate. I don't know. They're going to try anything they can to keep President Trump out of the White House. We do know that. Uh, Robert Kennedy, he's been campaigning. He had that Super Bowl ad. Uh, it was the old Kennedy ad. I actually really liked that commercial. It was really flashy. Got your attention. But uh, this is a real viable independent candidate here, Robert F. Kennedy. Uh, there's a lot of support for him. I've seen from both Democrats and Republicans. Uh, some high profile people have came out and endorsed him. I'm not saying that I think he has any chance of winning. But I think he's a viable candidate in the sense that he's got a chance of taking a lot of votes away from either President Trump or Joe Biden. So uh, that's going to be something to keep an eye on. Rob, what have your thoughts been on Robert F. Kennedy's uh, 2024 election bid thus far? Well, I really never thought much of Robert F. Kennedy uh same. But one one of the obvious things is that his voice, he's, he's got to work on that. I mean, I, I know that there's a speech impediment, <laughs> but I find it very irritating. I can't bear to listen to him. Is that shaky voice? I mean, I think a lot of Kennedys have it. I, I can't deal with it. And I don't think that people would want a president who isn't, art, I'm not going to say he's not articulate, but the tone is just not there. But you don't want to hear that. I also heard that people were saying that he could take from Biden and from uh, Trump as far as votes. Anything is possible. But I th there was also talk that Trump should pick him, which I thought was rather foolish. Who would ever think that to be his running mate? I'm like, are you serious? You do realize the person that Trump picks is positioned to run for 2028. And if he were to pick this guy, this guy would do nothing but bring in Democrat policies. So things like this scare me when I hear Republicans talking that way. Oh, or maybe he should pick Robert F. Kennedy. I'm like, are you serious? This is a Democrat. And he's always a Democrat. And he will always be a Democrat. I can't remember who back some years ago, I think it was, uh, was it John McCain? Some candidate picked Joe Lieberman as a running mate. It's like Joe Lieberman is a Democrat. Are you crazy? Why would a Republican pick a Democrat? They might be agreeing with you right now. But the moment they step up, then it's going to be back to the Democrats' hold. So even I heard that Tulsi Gabbard, they're saying that Trump should pick her. I like Tulsi. I think she's a lot of great ideas. But I don't know what her – if she's compl a complete convert to conservatism. Or would she – he pick her and then she's like, well, I'm not either party. I'm just here for America. And that would throw everything into limbo. So Republicans have to be careful. When, they're, when someone comes out and they speak eloquently and you think that, oh, my, they agree with us. Yeah, they might agree with you on some things, but their platform, who they are, their DNA, isn't necessarily embedded in conservatism. And simply because a person can speak great doesn't mean that they should be in the White House. We had that issue with what was a woman's name? Uh, Guys, I said it. I was looking at it, the black woman who like she's really good. But do you actually think she could be the president? It's like, no, she can't be the president. 
you know, we we, we just gotta we we really need to focus in on what we're saying and people that we want to lead the party because a lot of people that we think should lead the party, they should not be leading the party. They shouldn't be there. And one in point is Nikki Haley. She thinks that she has what it takes, but no. I mean, and I could see her thinking, well, for me to get votes, maybe I should reach out to Robert F. Kennedy and see if he'll run with me and we can run on the no, no labels party. Candace Owens, that was a person I was thinking of. Uh, people were saying at one point maybe that she should you know, run for president or be Trump's vice president. And it's like, no, she shouldn't be Trump's vice president. She should stay in her lane and just be a commentator or a talk show host. That's it. But not as a vice president. Now, going back to uh, Nikki Haley and Robert F. Kennedy, I can see her trying to reach out to him or Nikki Haley and Joe Manchin. Like you said, Joe Manchin was looking about he and Mitt Romney. No, I can see Mitt Romney joining a ticket like that because he's a complete imbecile. He, he doesn't care about America. And see, that's the dangerous thing about it, Andrew. You have a lot of Republicans who have forgotten who they are as Republicans. Conservatism, they've forgotten all about it. And they're willing to make a bargain with the devil just to have their names out there. And we saw that with Mitt Romney doing Black Lives Matter. Democrats don't like him. Never liked it. And if he were to run as a Republican, they would eat him to just, I mean, tear him apart. But see, he forgets. They don't forget. And that's the reason why Republicans have a bad, they, we do a bad job at recruiting people and winning elections because we want to be loved as opposed to standing by our values. They're saying, this is the way it's going to be. Plain and simple. And then supporting other Republicans as opposed to trying to tear them down. Like we spoke previously about George Santos. If I were in Congress, I would say, no, let him stay here. Let's wait for the election because then it would give another candidate enough time to be groomed and get the name recognition. But they didn't want to do it. Oh, let's get him out. We've we got to show that we are morally just and we're not bankrupt. So you kick him out and then you get a seasoned politician, Tom Swasey to go against a woman who isn't seasoned. And look at what happened. Who's to blame? Republicans. Because we don't get off front and we don't say, hey, look, this is what we need to do. Let's stick together. Let's make certain that we play this game the right way. Look at Menendez. Has he stepped down? No, he hasn't stepped down. Bob Menendez, he's still in office, although he's been indicted. And as I said before, Andrew, if I were him, I wouldn't step down. I mean, this the same thing happened to him with Barack Obama. Barack Obama got mad at him because he was against funding, giving money to Iran. And there were some other things. So they said, oh, let's go after him. Barack Obama did the same thing to Charlie Rangel. And they all stayed in office. They did not step down. George Santos should still be in office. And we would, we would still have a greater slim margin. But of course, Republicans are always, let's cut off our nose to save our face because we want to show that we can be morally, we, we're morally, we're, we're, we're not morally bankrupt. We're better than them. Well, well, you can show that all you want to, but while you're doing it, they're gaining ground. And we're taking a back seat. Just like with Nikki. As opposed to her stepping aside, she wants to stay in. I want to be the showgirl. I want everybody to see that I'm strong. I'm not going to let the boys run me out. 
she even made that comment once, Andrew, when she was uh, debating. She's like, I'm the only woman here standing up. I can fight with the boys. But then when Vivek started to leveling all those charges against her, she looked at him and called him scum. That was below the belt. Because she knew what he was saying was truthful. She was only getting rich off of stepping on the global stage. And if you're going to get in the ring, you got to be prepared for the, sh the shots, the punches. But she, she didn't expect that. So she wanted, well, I'm going to allow the other people to attack him for me. I'm not going to say anything. So I could see her gravitating toward a party of no labels and them supporting her candidacy. And you know what? They would know that she's not going to win. But see, she doesn't know it. They would make her think she's going to win. But then they would be working against her. Oh, yeah, you run and then get Robert F. Kennedy because, you know, he's from the Kennedy clan and everybody likes him. And I can see her. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Now, that would pull away votes from Trump. But see, she doesn't care. Because she's caught in the limelight. They're making her think that she's going to win simply because they gave her money. They're funding her. That's the only reason. She's not looking at the votes. I mean, like you said, after I think this weekend, Trump will probably be closer to locking this name up. Just like, oh, I've got enough votes. I just need a little bit more Super Tuesday. And she's claiming, I'm going to go for Super Tuesday also. You see, Andrew, what she's probably hoping, when you think about it, is that she's waiting for the first trial to take place. I think it's the last of March. Because she's probably thinking, well, he won't be on the campaign trail. And then I will be able to say, vote for me, because look at him. He's sitting in a courthouse. He's going to be found guilty. She's probably trying to rationalize that. And she'll go out running around saying all this. Thinking that this is going to help her not realizing that it's hurting the Republican Party because she should be saying, nope, not going to do it. If he's going to be in the courthouse, we're going to be out here supporting him, reminding people as to what's happening. But she, she's looking at this the opposite way. She's hoping that if he's locked up, if not, not locked up, but if he's uh, in the courthouse, I can go on the campaign trail and I can say, oh, look, vote for me, vote for me. Look at me, vote for me, vote for me, Nikki. He can't come out and talk to you. And, of course, the media will give her airtime because they like that. They'll make you think, oh, this is a person because look at Trump. He's in courthouse. Ha, 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 ha. As I said during the first block, I would expect the courts to stand up and call this out. Now, I mean, that's a big hope and, and from uh, thinking that John Roberts is going to do it, Chief Justice Roberts. Because he's afraid of his own shadow. He's afraid that if he does it, oh, they're going to attack me. They're going to say, oh, he's the Supreme Court is weighing in on the election. They're trying to give, try to get Trump to win. But if it were a Democrat, they would encourage him to step in. You see how the Democrats have just gone through and just like, for the most part, tapped a lot of people at the knee that they can't do anything. No matter how the Supreme Court decides on Colorado. 
the Democrats will still attack them. And if they were to come out and say that he has presidential immunity, they would attack him, attack the courts again. As opposed to the courts looking at this and saying, guys, this is all political. And someone has to save the nation from itself. We know that the Biden White House is corrupt. Someone has to save the country. Will we be the folks that let it go in? Are we going to be at the top when the country just implodes? Is it going to happen under our watch? Or are we going to set history straight, redefine history by standing up and saying this has to stop? We can't sit by and allow our country to be destroyed by the left. We can't just stand by and watch our, all of our institutions be destroyed simply because they want to stop Trump. If they want to stop him, they can stop him at the polls. But why deny the people the right to vote? If Nikki thinks she can do it, okay, let her do it, but she doesn't have a path. But someone needs to step in and call this out. But no one has done it. So here we are waiting and watching. Waiting for the next step. Waiting for the next, as they say, ball to drop. And that's the reason why we have to stay involved. Get involved and stay involved. Because if we don't, we will lose. We're, we're, we're already going to lose the country. We're, it's being lost if no one stands up. And that's the reason why you would think that Nikki would step aside. Step aside for the greater good of the party. But see, she has bruised feelings. Delusions of grandeur because these guys that are putting all this money in her coffers have her thinking that she can win this. That Trump yeah, will be tied up. She keeps citing these leftist polls like Quinnipiac constantly showing Biden with the lead, but uh, that poll's an outlier, and that's the one that people keep, keep using. You look at YouGov, it's Trump plus one. Uh, MConsult, Trump plus four. Rasmussen, Trump plus six. Emerson, Trump plus one. NBC News, Trump plus five. CNN, Trump plus four. Yahoo, Trump plus one. So this is really where most of the polls are at. Yet she keeps showing this Quinnipiac poll that says uh, Biden 49, Trump 45. And then when it does her against Biden, it shows her with 47 and Biden with 45. Uh, seems like maybe her campaign's working lock and lock uh, with these leftist polls to just maybe try and give her any shred of a chance. Uh, but, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by anything this woman does at this point to try and stick a wrench in President Trump, uh, whether that's running as a third party or some kind of uh, different conservative party or not. Uh, it wouldn't shock me with Nikki. And that's what that's what she's doing, Andrew. She's citing the polls that make her look good as opposed to the polls that are actually reflecting what's going on. And as I said during the opening of the show. I don't. Some of these polls, I just don't have a lot of stock in, because I think that they're swaying uh, to to produce the outcome that the left wants. 
Like she's saying, oh, I'm the only one who's shown that I can defeat. I can defeat Joe Biden. No, if you have Democrats that are agreeing to this, then there's a problem. If they think that you're the one who can defeat Joe Biden, then why are they trying to throw Trump in jail? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. If they feel that you can defeat him, why do they want to keep him tied up in court? And it's so obvious that's what they're doing. They want to tie him up in court. They want to take away all of his money so that he can't use his own money to campaign because they know that he doesn't have a lot of donors that are going to help him. Hmm. So we'll take away all of his money. Yeah, Rob, this would be like you or I uh, picking for the Democrats what candidate that we would like to see them run the most and then try and use that as a talking exactly. point like it's a good like it's a good thing and that's what nikki haley is trying to do as a republican candidate and say well democrats like me it's just ridiculous that's what she's doing she's trying to say they like her and not only that andrew remember she also when she was in new hampshire i mean iowa and new hampshire she got them to cross over to vote for her because they can do it so does she really actually have a base? No. And no. she knows it. The people that are going to vote for her, they're only doing it. They're Democrats because they know that, hey, let's vote for her to embarrass Trump. Again, let's embarrass Trump and show Trump that he can't win. We'll vote for her. But when it's time to actually vote, well, we're going to vote for Joe Biden. We're not voting for her. And she knows it. And if she doesn't know it, Andrew, she needs to have her head checked because she, too, is cognitively challenged. Very well said. Thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, wherever you stream your podcast, or go to AmericaOutloud.news. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing. <laughs> <laughs>